We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years, decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all, give spoilers. Okay, we are, oh, we yeah, are yeah. going to talk about spoilers. That here. would have been a huge dick if, move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going <laughs> to shit on something. <laughs> Tell so you this. what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally, anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just you're like, why did I do this? I, He's I got really, that look on his face. Really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house, <laughs> just hauling nothing ass, but underwear, hauling naked ass in too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'ma have me some fun. I'ma have me some fun. Doesn't get any better than this in college football. On the line, the Big Ten East Championship. On the line, a trip to Indianapolis. And a Big Ten championship title game, and possibly a shot in the national semifinals for the college football playoff. I don't care about any of that. I just want to beat Ohio State. Cannot just think we're going to run out the clock and hold on to a lead. American quarterback Haskins is to his right. Haskins in the gun. Gives it to Haskins. Haskins, left guard. Touchdown, Michigan. That is a heck of an answer to Ohio State score. The Wolverines looking to close this out. You, they give it to Hassan. Hassan breaks it. He's at the 20, the 10. Leaps over a man inside the five to the four yard line. Back to Barrett. Gets Look the snap. Gets it to great. Haskins. Haskins scores untouched. Just take this team on your back, Hassan. Stroud and Henry go the football game right here. Fourth down and long. Back to throw. Ojabo gets back there and forces Stroud out. Throw the ball down. That's caught, but it's short of the first down. That's it. It's caught by Olave, but it's five yards short of the first down. Ladies and gentlemen, Wolverine Nation, the long drought is over. Ohio State is vanquished. 42-27 is the score. And the Wolverines are going to go to Indianapolis with a chance to win a Big Ten title. So it's been two days, three days. I haven't stopped yet. I know. The chills have not stopped. The goosebumps have not gone away. Um videos all over the internet if anybody would thought for a second i wasn't going to start to this week with that they were crazy if you're not a michigan fan this is probably not going to be the episode for you but we still have other stuff to we're going to talk about other stuff but nothing Maybe. else matters right now <laughs> nothing else matters right now than this jesus maybe your team needs to win a little more hey you know what <laughs> you could say that but Let's use, use you, let's use you for an example. You've seen how many Super Bowls in the past 10 years? I've seen every one of them. How many have victory? You know what I'm saying. How many <laughs> Super Bowl victories have you seen? For teams that I root for? Yeah. What, six? Too fucking many. Oh, I'm Everyone sorry. Feel, That's my fault. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with it. Everyone feels good, right? Yeah, it's nice to watch your team win. 
But when your team has been on the butt end of ass jokes for the better part of the past 15 years and a victory like this happens, and all of a sudden your program churns around in the blink of one victory, it feels it feels pretty fucking good. And you can tell by the video, you, you can tell by the game Saturday, Ann Arbor was absolutely, it was... It definitely, ha- it definitely made a difference being in Ann Arbor. I have not seen, um, granted I wasn't there obviously, but I can tell there has not been a crowd like that in Ann Arbor since 97 when they beat Ohio State to go undefeated to win a national championship. That is... That is a program-changing victory. Place was rocking, and it's now they get to play for the Big Ten title on Saturday. It's, I mean, it has been. It was a perfect weekend. It really was. It was a perfect weekend. That was amazing. I didn't have any problems this weekend. Well, of course you didn't. Everything ended up okay, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't a per- perfect weekend for me. My That's team, not how you would draw. My a weekend. team did not win, but that's all right. Because yeah. they're not that good. I re- rebuild. You're in a transition. Too many years. Um, trust me, dude. I know what it feels like. No, it's been. I just dis- I disagree. Ten. It's been eight years since they were on the verge of beating Ohio State. You know that one JT was short call, but it. My point is, when it's been a long time, this happens. It feels amazing. It's nice to have the win. It's um. Yeah, I would like to have the feeling. Oh, yeah, okay, we're going back to Indy. We just beat them again. For I, yeah, that feeling has got to be great. Pretty tough to match the emotion and the feeling that probably millions and millions of Michigan fans felt on Saturday. In the fan reactions, you can look them all over YouTube. I mean, you could tell, man. It's just, I mean, it's man, it feels good. I cannot wait for Saturday. I don't think you have much to worry about. I. When the clock hits double zeros, then I will believe you because they're so close. You just got to seal the deal because for that, you're, it's impossible to take away the feeling of that victory. But if they go out and lay an egg and shit, shit the bed against Iowa, it does tarnish it. But just finish the job. Finish the job and then just enjoy the fact that you make, you'll make the playoff and see what happens because you, you never know what could happen, especially with that defense. Yeah, in that running game, and those are the two biggest things in how you win football games. Period, and they are firing on all cylinders. So it's it, it is exciting. I'm just as much excited as I am nervous. But I mean, like you said, yes, on paper, this shouldn't be a game, and it's not like it's a big rivalry game. I mean, shit, the overall series between Michigan and Iowa, Michigan's won forty five of forty five and lost seventeen. So it's it's exciting. I'll say that. Already nervous thinking about it, but just trying to do my best to try and enjoy the week. You should. Yeah. You should. It was a big game. It was a big. It was a big win. It was a dominant win. Trying. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't close. Even it was, though it was. It was tight at halftime. It's four, almost four. Four consec. Four straight touchdowns. Four straight scores in the second half. Didn't punt in the second half. Yeah. They they literally scored on every possession in the second half, and that's that's insane. Like you just thinking about the game in general. Like there was. The stats that everybody was going over that it didn't even – I just had to jot them down. Like, they ra- they ran the ball for 297 yards. Ohio State had 64. <laughs> I mean, that is – that's a huge testament to that defense and what they were able to do. Um, Stroud is a hell of a quarterback. He still threw for shit. <sighs> Where did he th- – he threw for 394. It just doesn't feel like it. Like they had some big passes, big catches and stuff, but it didn't feel like they he threw for that many yards. Well, they did not have sustained drives. 
is what happened. Right. They'd have two or three big plays, and then they'd get sacked, and they'd. And that's what I was saying to you and Ryan on Saturday was they cannot. They need to make Ohio State's offense not one bomb down the field. They they have to sustain a drive because Ohio State's offense isn't that offense this year. They drop too many passes. They commit too many penalties. They make too many mistakes. But when you go out and you can throw one pass and it's sixty yards and it's a touchdown, they've done that to everybody all year. That except, and when they've thrived, except it, Oregon, except. But the difference is, and the reason they thrive so much this year on offense is because Stroud was able to sit back there and do what he wanted. Yep. And in the two games that they've lost, they got to the quarterback a lot. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson had 15 pressures, three sacks. Ojabo had a sack. I mean, that's how you make a freshman quarterback uncomfortable. And it, man, it worked. Yep. It just, uh, it's just an awesome feeling. It's crazy. I mean, I got my shirt on. I I knew you would. I knew you would. Um, it's, it's just awesome. If Florida State would have won, I'd have had a Florida State shirt on. But I'll yeah, go ahead, I'll go ahead and support the winners here for a change. And it was, <laughs> I mean, because we had obviously Stephanie and Ryan in for Thanksgiving, and they, they stayed with us for Friendsgiving. And it was Ryan and Dude, I were just why would why would you have Ryan down if it's going to be a Friendsgiving? Well, Phil paid me good money to get him out of the state. Understood for Thanksgiving. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what he did. Um, th- we were so wrapped up in this game. Like I, the other games that were going on, like I, I didn't see a down of anything other than this game, obviously on that Saturday, but they were, it was just that big. It, I mean, it consumed all of us for the most part and it bled into the night for sure, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. So yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was, uh, it was awesome. It was fun to watch. So we will have a college football themed list this week, obviously, with all the stuff going on. Because it, yeah, aside from just my game, that I mean, it was rivalry week, and there was a lot of big games and stuff that went on that happened that I completely missed for the first time. Because usually I like to watch all these games, but yeah, you missed some good ones. I had some. Uh, I had all my focus was on that one, <laughs> for sure. Okay. Now we got a game Saturday. Yeah. Yep. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on Fox. Um, I've already been like reading all the pregame stuff. Like I, I mean, I kind of knew what the keys are to this game and all the stuff that's been going on season long with Iowa's offense not being that great, their two quarterback system not being very effective at all, and their defense or the offensive line is allowing the third most sacks in the Big Ten. Okay, I'll take I, that. Iowa, Iowa wins with defense. Yeah, and the teams that they have lost to have offense right so you know it's just and 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 like i said last night i was not in that game if their division is not what their division is that that i'm sorry i know that the big 10 is a very good conference from top to bottom it's it's not it's really not it, it well you it is say top third well that's what i'm saying from top to bottom when you talk about ohio state michigan state michigan penn state yep um, let's throw Wisconsin in there. Minnesota is is a formidable foe. Nine times out of ten, Iowa's you could put Wisconsin foe. in that. Yeah. Well, even this year, Wisconsin finished. I mean, I mean, they're not in that game because they lost to Minnesota, which is a seven and three football team. Right. So you got eight teams, eight out of twelve, maybe nine out of twelve, if I looked at the rankings, that are bowl eligible. Right. So when you comes right down to it, the only other conference that has a legitimate, we're better than you from top to bottom, might be the SEC. Right. But just because. 
you're talking about they're so top there's heavy. There's so many, but and the, but their bottom end is weak. Right. The, the the that division in the big Big Twelve, Big Ten is is it's trash. I mean, it really it's is. Got to get realigned. Very fucking it pathetic. Is, it, I mean, it's Maryland and Rutgers and Penn State, who you never know if they're going to show up. Michigan or Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa. Is Purdue in that one? No, Purdue's in the... Purdue's in the other yeah. one with Iowa. So, I mean... The, the, eh. When this realignment happened, because it was, Jim Delaney just it was such a fucking horrible commissioner for the Big Ten. They had they had it realigned where Michigan and, Iowa, or and Ohio State were in separate, conf, or in separate divisions, and then they were worried about rematches, and they didn't want to have rematches for... Yeah, okay. So you're telling me Michigan-Ohio State just played that game on Saturday that you wouldn't want to see them play again for the Big Ten title? The ratings the ratings for Saturday's Michigan game was through the roof. If I remember right, it was... Well, low, of course it was. It, it was, was number over, two and number five. It was... Yeah, it, it just a, a massive... I think it was... I can't... I, I think it was like 25 million people or something were watching. It was it was a big number. Um, it led the day, obviously, but... The ratings for that game always are. Yeah. Even even if they're not two and five. So you're telling me on the off... 2006, another great example, one and two, played to the last second in a... I think it was a four-point win for Ohio State. Mm-hmm. You're telling me you come around back the next week and have them play for the Big Ten title, and that wouldn't have been a smash hit? Uh, it's... it's done. The Big Ten's got to get realigned, and they've got to balance out these two two divisions because you're right it is so the east is stacked and the west is not to put it in perspective i was gonna pull this up and i forgot so it's all right bear with me for just one second here vamp 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 murmur 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 rutabaga promise i will talk about this all freaking day but no we won't i totally could the east is michigan ohio state michigan state penn state yeah that's four and the and then the bottom is maryland rutgers and indiana so so so, uh, but get this: uh, eleven and one, Michigan, Ohio State ten and two, Michigan State ten and two, Penn State seven and five, and eh, not that great. But I mean, they they lost to Michigan State, Ohio Down State, here. and and Michigan. Maryland is six and six, so they're going to a bowl. Rutgers five and seven, that's respectable. Indiana two and ten. Sorry, sorry about your luck. Iowa ten and two, Minnesota eight and four, Wisconsin eight and four, Purdue eight and four, Illinois five and seven, Nebraska three and nine, Northwestern three and nine. So the eight and four is basically beating up on other schools because they're seven and two, six and three, six and three, six right. and three. So they basically beat up each other. But I don't think any of those teams will stand a chance playing against the other teams. Yes, Purdue upset Michigan State. Eh, it's 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 just like all the other conferences. I I personally I think Oklahoma State or uh, Oklahoma. I think the Big Twelve has the best setup. Everybody plays everybody, and the top two play each other at the end of the year. So if, if Oklahoma would have beat Oklahoma State the other night, they would be playing again in the championship game this year, right. which I'm fine with. I am too. But, if, but if, that if, doesn't have the sexiness of the two divisions. and To whoever's in charge. But to me and you, uh, okay, you're going to run that back. We're, we get to watch another great game between these two teams. That To me, that's just that's what you want. I'm also okay with having the conferences or the divisions in a conference. And you play your division and then a couple in the other division. Right. But you just send the top two teams. So they're from the same division? Well, sorry about your luck. Maybe you guys should have fucking won more. Yeah, then it, then why have divisions? If Because then truly divisions don't matter. I, I agree with what you're saying, but I do like the division set up too. But as long as those divisions are balanced and these are just not. And that's okay. So if you rebalance every five years or realign every five years, I'm okay with that too. 
I straight up if think, you need to. I straight up think two months before the season starts, or when they go to make the schedule, they should just put all the names in a hat and fucking draw them out. And the first team's Ohio State, they're in the West. And the second team is Michigan State, they're in the East. The third name is Penn State, they're in the West. Just fucking draw them random. Yeah. Because this garbage where you have uh, a, a conference like SC, the SEC where they have, what, 16 teams now? You, like this year was the first time in how many years Alabama and Florida played? They should be playing every fucking year. I completely agree. But Alabama and Georgia don't play in the regular season. They should be playing every year. That SEC bullshit with playing these minor teams in November, I, I can't stand it. It you, You'll never be able to justify it in my eyes. I think it's horseshit. Like you said, and I always use this joke, Alabama plays Citadel in November before the Iron Bowl. Why are you not playing Florida? Why are you not playing Georgia? I mean, what? why are you not playing an SEC school? My my thing is, to their credit, to the SEC's credit, I did go back and look. But we know why. They they play the Pansies, and I'm sorry, that's that's fucked up. They play the smaller division schools or the right. weaker schools. Pansies isn't it's it's, it's, it's not mean their because because they, they those guys play fucking hard. Hey, I'm I with you. I can't call them that too too lightly because Jacksonville State is the reason Florida State didn't go to a bowl game this year. But they play the weaker schools the week before their their big games. But to their credit, their early season games are out of conference teams, bigger teams like Oregon and stuff like that. You know, I can't tell you how many times has Alabama started the season off in in Atlanta playing Florida State or so I give them a little bit of credit, but I don't want to see, I don't want to see Alabama and Citadel the week before Thanksgiving. I want no. That's not the type. That's not what I want from that part of the season. Lee, it should be division play. I agree, but it's the SEC, and we all know what drives that conference. So uh, a couple of things, not to dwell on Michigan, but we're going to talk about college football because a lot happened in this last week. Yeah, uh, Florida fired their head coach, Will Muschamp. They did fire him? Oh, yeah, the day after they lost to Missouri. Okay. They fired him uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Um, their statement was, we want a coach who can build... Beat Missouri. Build and... what? It, damn it, I had it in my head, and I forgot to write it down. It was, we want consistency at the top. We want to win and be cons- we want we want to be consistent. We want to build and be consistent. So what everyone so, wants. So basically, you just want a coach that wins every week. I mean, the guy took you to the fucking Sugar Bowl last year. I I don't I don't get it. How many years have must champion in Florida? I think he was only there four. It okay. might have only been three. Okay, it wasn't very many. Right, it, it really wasn't very many. But in two years, he takes you to the Sugar Bowl. Oh, he, well, he wasn't contending for a, a, a conference champion. Uh, yeah, nobody else was because it's Alabama and Georgia. Right. You don't just show up and take that team down. Harbaugh is a perfect example. You don't just show up and take out the juggernaut in your conference. Um, I saw a great stat on that, too, not to cut you off, but regarding Har- just the situation with Muschamp, college coaches in general, um, everywhere Harbaugh has gone, he's inherited a losing team. When it was San Diego, I think it was San Diego State. He went to San Diego State. Stanford. Before that, I think, mm-hmm. or um, Stanford was a losing. It was a losing program. Yes, they were. They, they had losing seasons. Forty um, ers were a losing team before he got there. Uh, he inherited Michigan that only had five wins the, the the year prior, and now here we are in year seven, and this happens. Dabo Sweeney took seven years to build Clemson. 
I saw the the reason I saw this was a side by side comparison of him and Dabo Sweeney's career in college. Like when Dabo got to Clemson, the two were almost identical as far as games versus wins versus losses, time it took to turn the corner. And in year seven, this I mean, it you just you saw what happened Saturday. It it doesn't happen overnight in college. Uh, says here that he started at Stanford in two thousand seven. Was it Stanford? Yeah, he went okay. to Stanford. He was at Stanford for four years. His record at Stanford was twenty nine and twenty one, which is not that good. But he went four and eight, five and seven, eight and five, twelve and one. See, took takes time. Of course, it does. Um, and back then, even more time than it does now because there was no transfer portal. Correct. Uh, then when he took over at Michigan in two thousand fifteen, he started out ten and three. But it's Michigan. You had recruiting power the second you showed up at Michigan. Right. So. Um, uh, there was a uh, uh, LSU got rid of their head coach. Obviously, we knew about that a while ago. There was somebody else that um, got fired. I can't remember, but Florida hired basically a nobody. They hired Louisiana Lafayette or something. The guy's got a good record, but they I don't did hire a coach already. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, um, it, he, I, 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 when I say things like he's a nobody, that's not what I mean. I, what I mean is they didn't. He's not well known. They didn't steal a head coach from Ohio State. Correct. Um, see, Virginia Tech hired uh, Penn State's Pry, Kentucky, and Stoops agreed to extension. Oh, Lincoln Riley's going to USC. Yep, saw that. that surprised the hell out of me. More on that in just a second. Brian Kelly. Um, yep, Brian Kelly going to LSU. <coughs> Jacksonville State hired Rich Rodriguez. Really? Yep. Good for him. I put that in the text, the chat text a couple nights ago. Nobody reads my shit. They're they're busy, too busy talking to you and Nick. Whatever. I don't fucking matter. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I didn't even see it. I, um. Uh, there was uh, Washington hired Fresno State. Uh, they're saying Kingsbury is going to go to the Oklahoma, but I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, blah blah blah. Temple fired their head coach. I'll find it in a minute. Anyway, he was from Louisiana Lafayette. So so basically, you're saying that you want a coach that builds and sustains, but yet you went and got a guy that is at a second level. So that quick. Yeah. Yeah. No coaching search. No, Not no, really. Let's see what happens That's, in the offseason. And that really surprises me. So what what do we not know? Um, Lincoln Riley going to USC, as far as I'm concerned, that's big news because if he can recruit at Oklahoma the way he could, he's going to recruit the hell out of some people at, at, at USC. How does USC not recruit itself? I've never understood that. I well, I think USC is not ability of uh, not is not a function of a, of recruiting. I think it's a function of coaching. That they've got talent all over the field. They're just undisciplined. They have to. Yeah, they're undisciplined, and um, the schemes are bad. I've watched a couple of, of USC games this year, and you're like, why Why are you running that play? You know, that type of mentality. Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame to go to LSU, and this this to me is, is, a, dirty. is, is a shocker. So I, dirty. And I, listen. I, got and I no, don't say dirty because he left. Yeah. I'm saying dirty because of how and when he left. I, I don't care for US uh, Notre Dame. I, I've never I've never liked him. Fuck him. Uh, I I've never really cared for Brian Kelly. Although I will give him credit and say that he's a he's, he's good he's, coach. He's good coach. Um, he's a dick, but he's a good coach. Well, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Always. They, they, the two are not exclusive. No, no, no. Um, you're right. A ten year deal that will be worth over, and they didn't say how much over, over a hundred million. Now Nick told us last night that they they are saying it's thirteen million a year. Nick Saban only makes eight point seven million a year. So, and Harbaugh makes like three and a half. Yeah, his got cut down from a, seven to a lot. He three. To, he I'm going to say three to four. He took a monster cut to stay, but 
he renego- renegotiated with him because of they COVID. They offset and, that with incentives. Yes. Now he will, he makes a he made a million dollars for. He will make a million dollar bonus if he wins the Big Ten. He will make another five hundred thousand dollar bonus if he makes it to the college football playoffs. Yeah. If he wins the Big Ten. He's going to the college football playoffs. Oh, 100%. So, so this game is on Sunday is worth Saturday is worth a 1.5. He also said that he will be giving that that bonus yep. to the assistant coaches that all had to take pay cuts because of COVID-19, which to me is pretty badass. That's awesome. Of course, Jim's not hurting for money. No. After being a pro but the football fact that player. He did that? Absolutely. Or doing that, I should solid. say. Yeah. So Brian Kelly says there's no way I'm leaving Notre Dame and like 2 days later he texts his team and says, "Sorry guys, sorry guys, I'm out." Text. And they are I don't think they will, but they're on the verge of making a could make the playoff too. So it's not like they're in the middle of a shitty season or at the end of a yeah. shit season. Yeah. They're at the end of a successful season. Granted, they don't play anybody, but successful season nonetheless. And I, I think oh, the timing, it just like I'm thinking of this as a player. Like, if that's going to happen, keep that shit under wraps. Wait till our season is done, then announce it. I think I think this is what happened personally. I think LSU has decided that they have to make a big splash to be able to compete in the SEC. Of course, which makes sense. Yes. Okay, and they know, and I think that it's easier to recruit at an LSU or an Auburn or a USC or an Oklahoma, not because of the history or because they're good programs, but because you have the conference championship game. I think the conference championship game means a big deal. I, I love do, it. and I do not think that Notre Dame carries with them the nostalgia that they used to have. Because a lot of people our age remember watching football on Saturday when we were 10, 12 years old, and you only saw like five teams. You saw Michigan, USC, Notre Dame, Texas, maybe, Florida maybe State. Oklahoma. When I was a kid, I saw a lot of Florida State. Y- that's how I got yeah. to like Florida State, and we'll get to that but later. But that was but. only because of what they had started to become a powerhouse in the 80s. But like right. the early 80s and the, the late 70s, it was it was those teams. Right. Penn State, you know, Ohio we State. We didn't have the streaming and the exactly. channel options and the ESPN Ocho. And, 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 but it was Notre Dame, and Notre Dame was on, oh, my God, we got to watch Notre Dame because Notre Dame and the Four Horsemen and, you know, win one for the Gipper and, and Newt Rockney and Let's not forget – the first game of the year, every year during that whole era, was Michigan Notre Dame. Every year, kicked off the yep. season, started every the single season. year, and it was always awesome. But I don't think that you have now, because of the way that Notre Dame's not in a conference. I don't think that they carry the clout with them. I think it's tougher for him. So this is what I think happened. I think Brian Kelly was perfectly happy sitting at Notre Dame, pulling his guys in, playing his cupcake schedule. Because I'm sorry, I looked at their schedule. Their schedule is a cupcake schedule. Right. The only fucking team they played that's worth a shit was Cincinnati, and Cincinnati stomped them. Okay. I mean, yeah, they played Wisconsin, but Wisconsin's not a stud team. They're just a, de- and they played them early when Wisconsin had not found themselves yet. They were still dealing yeah. with all their running back issues. LSU said we've got to get somebody, and we got all these teams out there that are going to be going after these big name coaches. What do we do? Hey, Brian Kelly, we will give you thirteen million dollars a year. You got one hour. I think that's what happened because they had to have it locked up because they couldn't sit here and go, okay, Brian, here's $13 million, right. and he take three days. Meanwhile, you're like, well, shit, we can't offer anybody else anything because what if we offer Cliff Kingsbury $10 million and he, they both say yes. But they, he, if he had an ounce of dignity in his red-faced prick ass, he, he could absolutely 100% could have said, I accept it, I will take it, but I need to finish my job here first. As soon as our season is over – 
then let's make it official and, and do and, all that. And made a, made a backdoor agreement with them without saying anything, because I think he probably did the honorable thing, told his AD at Notre Dame, hey, I'm going to take the LSU job at the end of the season, and the, guy, and the AD probably said, get the fuck out. Which... Which very, makes makes sense. Very well could have happened. Because you're as not well. going to take our players with you. You're not going to take our youngins with you. You're not get that. And I think that's also why he had to send it by text, because he says in the text. I read the text today. It was a very, it was a decent text. He probably had his PR guy write it. I don't think he did, because it didn't say you mad, bro. But <laughs> yeah, no shit. But it was basically like, hey. I love you guys. You're the reason that this team is successful, not me. Blah, 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 blah. I wish I could tell you this in person, but that's just not possible. I hope that that is the scenario that happened. I do, too. Because it does make Kelly look like a piece of shit for doing it, allegedly, the, from what it looks like the allegedly. way it was happening. But <laughs> I hope for his sake that, in, the, in, a, in a weird way, the player's sakes, that he was told to leave Rather than, hey, I want to finish what we started. Yeah, because I don't think LSU's going to a bowl. <sighs> yeah, I doubt it. I don't even know if they have a winning record. So, I mean, the, the beating the uh, Texas A&M probably certainly helped. But Yeah. So, I think that, you know, and, and these guys, these players, don't, don't think that just because they're in different states, they don't talk. They're all locked into the same circles. Right. There could be lots of people out there going, oh, well, Brian told me this, Brian told me that. Uh, the, the, the number one quarterback in the country – for next year's recruitment, this year's, next year's, next year's recruitment for 2022, because this is a 2021 class. Correct. He was going to to Oklahoma. He's already decommitted, as have five other players. Right. The quarterback was from Southern California. Don't think for a minute he ain't going to go to USC now. Right. So um, I, I think it's going to be very interesting what the transfer portal is going to do now and what the name and licensing uh, name and image licensing agreement is going to do and the super conferences are going to do to where, where these coaches go and how long they stay. So 10 years. They gave him a 10-year contract. Now, unfortunately, unfortunately, we can't use John Gruden as a, as a test subject because he was not judged based on what he was doing on the field. He was judged on a whole lot of other bullshit that shouldn't matter. Right. Does he make it 10 years in the SEC? No. What does he have to do to make it 10 years? Win every single year, or at least half of the a half or more of those years. Got, and when but I like, say win... Like 9-4, and 10-3? Appearances in the championship game, or beating Alabama, beating Georgia. Um, now, granted, like we've said, and like it's been proven, it, you don't do that overnight. It's going to take a couple seasons of recruiting and getting players in there. But with the transfer portal now, it doesn't take as long. No, it doesn't if take as long score, as all. Look at Mel Tucker. You a couple can be, players. You can be you can be competitive the next year. Yeah, because if they don't get that running back, they're not the team that they are not even this close. year without him. I agree. So so this guy shows up now, and just to put it in perspective, because I ended up getting home a little bit late. Let's go to the SEC standings. SEC, come on, press a button, you son of a bitch. I mean, it's Georgia, Alabama, and everybody His else. division, his division is Alabama, Ole Miss, who is on the rise with Lane Kiffin, yep. Arkansas, who won more games this year than they have in the last three years, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, Auburn, and LSU. LSU 6-6, six and six, so they are going to go to a bowl. So that's his conference. That's his division. In the other division, you've got Georgia, Kentucky, who's been good every year, mm-hmm. and Florida, who we'll see what happens, and Tennessee. 
So he's got to win. He's going to have – I mean, he's got to – he plays Alabama every year. Mm-hmm. He plays Alabama every year. Four years, tops, unless Saban if has things, a stroke. <laughs> if things don't go the way that Florida – or not, I'm sorry, LSU is hoping, I'd say four to five years, tops. All right. So there's that. There's that. I have a couple questions for you because I want to put college coaching into perspective. Okay. All right. So we kind of I kind of said this. So we've talked about all these coaches that are in and they're out and they're they're not they're not taking, you know, they're not they're not producing enough. Right. And we've said it a hundred times to watch your team win the Stanley Cup or the Lombardi Trophy or the College Football Championship or the NBA Trophy or whatever it is that you watch, to watch your team win it is legitimate for some people a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are some teams that's, that dominate. Alabama, New England. Very few. But, 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 but those are so rare. They're so rare to see your team like Alabama win six national championships right. in what? What is it, uh, 12 years? Thirteen years, it's something ridiculous. Like I, I can't somewhere remember between ten and thirteen. I, it's it, it's a lot. Even to see the Patriots win six in twenty years is probably never happen again in any major sport. Right. So Harbaugh shows up at Michigan. He shows up in two thousand fifteen. He goes ten and three. He's two thousand sixteen. He goes ten and three. Two thousand seventeen. He's eight and five. Eighteen. He's ten and three. 19, he's 9-4. and four. In 20, he's 2-4. and four. But I don't count that season for anybody that wasn't a national champion because it was just a fucked-up year. Can't. And then this year, he's 1-11. So his his record is 60-23. and 23. Now, if you take this year away, he's 49-22. and 22. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been screaming for his head. Now, I understand that the reason they're screaming for his head is Michigan State and Ohio State. Those, those two reasons alone. But if you take those and throw them out the window, is he a successful coach? On based on the fact that he hasn't won his conference, we won't even talk about the rivals at any school, not just Michigan. If a coach comes into a college and that's his record, and he's going to bowl games every year, and he's yes. constantly bringing it, he's. Right, I, w- I will say it right off the bat. Yes, he's successful in my opinion. If he is at Indiana, he's a successful coach. Oh, I mean, th- think about that. That record is what sixty percent. Close to seventy percent, I'm guessing. I'm terrible at math. I mean, you don't have to do the math. You're about you're about sixty percent. Let, let's just say you're, yeah. you're you're a sixty percent winning head coach. Um, and if you take twenty out of there, you're probably closer to seventy percent. But the problem is, eighty percent of the focus on that is two games. I agree, but that's why I'm saying, if you have a normal coach and you and you drop those those just to drop the Ohio State and the the Michigan State out, you're, you're going right. you're going ten and three. You're going. You're going eleven and one. Nine ten and, and three four. is a great season. Ten and ten and three for to me is an amazing season and for anybody not in that Alabama Georgia expectation. Michigan um, in other schools that should be there, but they're just not for whatever reason. But no, you, you're right. You, you put him at any other school, any other coach with that record. He's yes, he's doing a good job. So. Being tapped into the Michigan fan base like you are, and, and I am, and Nick and Ryan and all those guys, and everybody's fire Harbaugh. Fire Harbaugh. Not everybody. And you, a not loud everybody. minority. But there is, there's a lot of people that wanted him gone. Loud minority, yes. So you have this guy right here, and you fire him, and you've said it for five years. Who do you get? Who's your alternative? 
Who do you get? Show me a better. And, show me a better alternative, and show me why. And, and how and long? Listen. How long are you going to give him to do what you think Harbaugh should have done three years ago? Let's rewind to last year, uh, to to prove your point. Not to prove it, but to I'm prove I'm backing up your point. Last year, we're just going to make that shit stronger. Disappointing year, obviously. Well, no, let's go back two years because last year was a wash. Lose to Michigan State. Lose to Ohio State, or whatever it may be, and everyone seasons a seasons a disaster. Nine okay. and four. Okay, I, I get it. Yes, it right. It sucks. It hurts, and it, it's it's frustrating. It's been going on way too long. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to replace him with? And if you're going to replace him now, you've now you've surrendered yourself to admit that now you're going to go back to square zero and rebuild for another five years. And a thirty year team jumps in the portal. And either and if, follows Harbaugh or goes to another school, right? Or or decides they don't want to play in the cold, um, so they take a gamble on him, and and it pays off. Okay, but like most schools, and I'm I'm sorry, in this day and age, like every other school, yes, I get it. Alabama is the anomaly, but like every other school, that it pays off this year. Hits a lottery. Right now we're in the now we're in the in a championship game. Shot at the playoffs. Other than the four or five teams that everybody knows that have been in the playoffs every year: Clemson, Bama, Notre Dame, Ohio State. Who are the other teams that have been to the playoffs every year? It's a straggler here. It's a straggler there. Right. Right. So so we have I named four teams out of a hundred and twenty-seven. Fact check me on that, Brock. I think I think it's a hundred and twenty-seven Division One schools that that. Slip in. It's a lot. That's a. It's a lot. It's a lot. Right. So it pays off. So now, bam, we're in the Big Ten championship game. Sweet. Well, think about this. Like you just said, they had four losses last year. They had four losses last in year in nineteen two thousand nineteen. Right. Or, oh no, they had they had four last year as well, but they only had two wins last year. That that's my point. You only had two wins last year. Now you're a breath away from the playing for a national yep. championship in the in the playoffs. I should say because college is not like pro. College. Everybody ebbs and flows. Even even Alabama. They don't win it every year. They don't have three in a row. So now he goes this year, he goes to the playoffs. Georgia's a fucking juggernaut. I, I, I mean, can they beat him? Sure, they can. Would they be favored? Probably not. Takes perfect game. Right. Now they come back next year, they've had to reload again. You don't happen to beat Ohio State next year because all of these young guys are now the juniors and mm-hmm. seniors, and Michigan has lost their seniors and their juniors or their freshmen are now sophomores, and they go ten and three again. Is it time to fire Harbaugh again? It's fans are stupid. I I, I, I agree. You know what I mean? I agree. It's the, and, and, this, hey, listen, I'm one of them. This, I'm one of the most over emotional, overreaction. Like I always, I always say this. When my team loses, leave me alone for a day because I'm going to say shit that's not right. I'm going to say shit that I don't mean, but it's because this shit is so. I've been, I've, it's been ingrained in my blood since I was a kid. All fans, fans are short for fanatics. We are. So, like, when you run into that, especially dealing with a loss, leave us alone. Let it, let us say whatever, get it out of our system until Monday. But, in a case like that, I would say no because three, even three losses depends on who those losses are to. It, it's it's so hard to say. Here's what I'm getting at: 
what I'm getting at is you've had a coach that went, like I said, 10 and 3, 10 and 3, 8 and 5, 10 and 3, 9 and 4, 2 and 4, 11 and 1, okay? One of those Michigan State, one of those Ohio State games was decided by a bad call. And it was a bad call. Oh, short, 100%. Not short, okay? Uh, the Michigan State game this year was decided by a play that was overturned that should not have been overturned. Right. And I decided last night that my new rule when I watch a, a college or a pro game, if you have to look at it for more than 30 seconds, you don't have definitive proof to overturn it. I period. 100% agree. So, so what I'm saying is if you've got a team with a coach that is consistently pulling in top recruits, that is consistently competitive, even if he loses, look, losing to Michigan State this year sucked, but it wasn't like you lost by 50 points. You, you lost by... We lost. They I'll lost. Score. I like to say they. It was it was a, it was a good football game. And you know what? You can't win them all. There are so many things that happen that determine a football game. Not like a baseball game or a basketball game. A bad bounce. A guy trips. One stupid false start penalty by the guy that was in because the other guy twisted his ankle. If you've got a coach, ooh, excuse me, that's consistently throwing up numbers like this, I think as a fan, you got to sit down, shut the fuck up, and say, you know what? The guy has earned. He's earned the right to go f- three years where we're like, what are you doing? Right. Two years. What are we doing? If Nick Saban went six and six last year, next year, do you think the university is legitimately going to look at Nick and go, you know what? Maybe time to go. Yeah, we might no. need to get ready. Fuck no. Absolutely T- not. To quote the late, great Dave Chappelle, fuck no. <laughs> not the late, great. It's just funny to say that. He's just great. He is great. So here's my question. Do you have to get the playoffs every year to maintain your job in college football now? No. Do you have to go to a bowl every year to maintain your job in college football? Yes. I think going to a bowl is the the minimum. The, as low as the bar goes, bowl eligible. I mean, six. you, you got to win half your games. you got to right? win half your games. If you don't make a bowl this year, how many chances do you get? Are you out the second you don't make a bowl, or do they say, hey, it was a rough year? Because, I mean, you could have a stacked team. Your quarterback, uh, it happened to Florida State a couple years ago. When they started the season off against Alabama, uh, Jimbo Fisher's last year, they expected to, they expected to challenge for the national championship. Guy tore his knee up in the first game of the season. They were garbage because they didn't have a backup. There's so many aspects to it. I think a full blown, not investigation, but a, a evaluation evaluation good word of your program needs to happen. Um, and the last thing I'll say about this whole Michigan thing is, in Harbaugh doesn't get enough credit for one thing. Allowing himself to get out of his own way, firing a lot of coaches that he is friends with and was loyal to, not Don Brown being one of them. Think of it. They had two wins last year. They're going to the championship game this year, and I firmly believe it's because of one reason and one reason over. Two new coordinators. They had the talent. That's clear that the talent was there last year. This new coaching staff, young, some of them former players, one is an NFL that uh, Mike McDonald they got from the Baltimore Ravens. Thank you, John Harbaugh. Um, these younger coaches they have, like Mike Hart is a running back coach. These younger players, they played at Michigan. They they freaking hate Ohio State as well. It changed the whole culture of that program in less than a year. And Do you- he, he doesn't get – I only heard one person nationally give him credit for that, which to me that made – 99% of the difference was the coaching staff alone. Well, if the head coach doesn't call the plays – you can't blame him for the plays that are called. And Gaddis, I think, is in his third year now as the offensive coordinator. Um, so he's got – and you could tell Saturday, I'm, I'm I'm willing to bet you could tell, there was plays that Michigan ran. They've been sitting on those all year the, since the January. First, the first touchdown. 
Holy the reverse. shit. That yeah. reverse, you didn't see that all year. Nope. I guarantee that was in the playbook in January. Of course it was. And it was saved for this week. Do you have to go to the conference championship every year? No. You have to contend for it. You have to be what close. If, what if Harbaugh wins? What if he goes 11-1 and one every year, goes to the championship game, and wins the, wins the conference, but he doesn't beat Ohio State? Well, if he doesn't beat Ohio State, but he still wins the conference and goes to the playoff, I think that's going to be, okay, yeah, this is all great, but we still got to fucking beat Ohio State. John Cooper went 10-1 and all through the 2000s. Because he, could, he couldn't beat Because he Beckler. couldn't beat Michigan. Yeah. It's, he couldn't beat Lloyd Carr. Lloyd Carr, that's right. Okay. Um, yeah. So. so, did you do picks for this week? No, I didn't. You fucker. I, I told you, dude. I, I've been so. I didn't. I t- to be honest with you, I forgot about this podcast until till last night when you asked me what we, if we had a list. Let's see, let's see where I rank. <sighs> Ass face. Don't feel bad. It's not just you. All right. Well, we're going to do something. It in, was in, everything. We're going to do something then. But. Because right, I was going to do it. So. I will say, I mean, I'll get the picks out for the break. I know okay. What, I know what games I'm looking at. Okay. Um, so we got three games that are worth the shit this weekend. I looked at the, at the schedule. Yeah. We, we're we're going to pick those just so you know. It's Oregon versus Utah on Friday night. At 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Saturday, Bama, Georgia at 4. And then the big game at 8 o'clock on Fox. Mm-hmm. Michigan, Iowa. Everything else doesn't really matter. Baylor, Oklahoma State's going to be a good football game. Yeah. It's it's going to be a good football game. I think you're going to be surprised, believe it or not, you're going to be surprised at the Western Kentucky University of Texas at San Antonio as well. Two teams I would never watch. Except that it's conference championships, and yeah. so it's it's football at this point. We gotta we're, we're at the state we're at the point of the year. Oh, Georgia Alabama is going to be a good football game. Did you say that one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My bad. That, that that's the tailgate game leading up you're not, to the Michigan. You're not super game. excited for Wake Forest and Pittsburgh. I mean, I I it's going to be a good game. But I was probably no. I'm not. I'm just totally bullshitting. Um, uh, we're at the point of the year, unfortunately, where Christmas is kicking in and we get to enjoy all the holidays and everything, but football is like on its way out. We're on the tail end of the season, so I have to watch everything that I can watch. If they're yeah. wearing helmets, I have to watch it. Championship games are always fun to watch. It's kind of like a rivalry game. Yeah. It's they're they're just as good sometimes. Yep. So yeah, I was planning on having us pick those this week. So that I'm totally game for it. All right. Like I said, I've I've been in a maze of blue fog since Saturday. Well, now that we've talked about Michigan for 45 minutes, you want to take a break? You can make your picks, and we'll come back. Sure, sounds good. <laughs> All right, be right back. Hey, look, I'm sorry, but you knew this was coming. Knew what was coming? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was a fantastic break. Yeah, it's nice. They always are. All right, well, it's been a couple weeks since we did some picks. Yep. So we'll go over the last set of picks we did. I got five points. I picked the Chargers over the Steelers. My upset was FSU over Boston College. They pulled it out. Nice. Uh, I had OSU over Michigan State. I had the Eagles over the Saints, and I missed the Panthers over the Washington football team, which was the game that I went to, mm-hmm. which was – we'll get to that in just a minute. You had the Lightning over the Islanders, which was correct, and your lock was the Browns over the Lions, which was correct. You missed the Packers over the Vikings. That was a hell of a fucking football game. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, you missed the Raiders over the Bengals, so it worked. Hey, the- you, your, your philosophy worked, and you missed the wings over Columbus, which probably broke your heart. Sorry. Right. So currently, I'm at 21, and you are at 17. Knowing how sad Columbus is right now, it's, it's totally worth it. Worth it. Totally worth it. Suck it, Ohio. All right. So um, I'll start this week with my picks, 
and then we'll do the college bowl games or the championship games. All right, I'm going to start off with one that should be hard to pick, but I'm going to pick it because I got some confidence in this team, and this kid looks fucking good. I'm going with the Patriots over the Bills. Not a bad pick. New England's looking. Yeah. Um, Trey who? <laughs> Zach what? Yeah. What did we say? What did we say before the draft? <laughs> Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Nobody listened. I totally get. Except Bill Belichick. I totally get that being on a team with a lot of talent makes you a better quarterback, but you also aren't making stupid plays like throwing the ball off the back of the guy in front of you. Did you see that play by Zach Wilson this weekend? I did not. Just just go home, everybody. Go and look at Zach Wilson's interception against the Texans. Go do it. It was really bad. Do it. Do it, Jack and Coke. Do it. Do it. Okay? All right. Uh, one game that I'm going to pick is I'm going to take the Wings over Boston tonight. Just going to double down on that one, huh? Just going to double down <laughs> on that one. Yep. All right. Uh, I was impressed by a team I saw live last week and a team I watched on TV last night. I got the Washington football team over the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, that's um. God, the Raiders are so they can't figure that team out for nothing. Well. They don't play very well until they play Dallas, which, you know, made right. me super happy. That game was garbage. I've never seen so many ticky-tack holding penalties in my life. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you do? There's not much you can do. No, there's not. I'll, I will say this. They called it both ways. I, if you're going to do that, I don't give a shit what you call. Right. Hey, you, I mean. You just got to call it both ways. Do your fucking job. Yeah. It's not, it's not that hard. <laughs> All right. All right. You? Um, God, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. But I'm going to take the Bengals to beat the Chargers at home this Sunday. Man, they looked good this weekend. What an absolute curb stomping of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had a great weekend. I had a great weekend. I didn't even expect anything in that game. I'm like, I'm just going to sit down and enjoy this game. Pittsburgh Steelers, Cincinnati Bengals. It's always fun to watch. It's just as close to a rivalry game as the NFL has, um, it's always ugly, and it got ugly quick with points. Usually it's just physical, but they just beat the living dog shit out of Pittsburgh, and it just made me feel extra good. <laughs> they uh, they went into their bye and said, we have a couple problems, let's address them, and they've addressed them. Still, uh, still upset about that Jamar Chase pick? You you can say this for the next ten years. <laughs> At the time, yes, but it I did know. pay off. I think that they they probably knew a little bit more than we did about what they had signed. Is and, Burrow still getting hit too much? Yes. Yeah, but is he playing they, through it? Yes. They can't blitz like they were. The other the, the defenses have a little bit more to worry about. And so thankfully, I, he I is get still it. able to run away from it if needed. Yeah. So looking good. Yeah, it worked out great, but at the time. No, I was not happy at all. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. We we both were like, what the fuck? Uh, so I'll just go ahead and f uh, march time right behind you. I got Bengals over Chargers. All right. I think that probably be a pretty solid football game. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Okay. Um, My lock of the week, mm -hmm. Georgia over Alabama. Yeah. Uh, that was a hell of a football game between Bama and Auburn. And I know it's a rivalry game and it's always something, but um, Auburn had their backup quarterback in. I didn't even realize that Bo Nix had broke his ankle. 
tell you, Bama's human this year. <laughs> they are absolutely beatable. I agree. They've escaped a couple games that they had no business being close in, but it's college football, man. It's going to happen. Yeah, it didn't help them. I disagree with this ejected for targeting rule in college. Thousand percent. I I I think that if you do something super flagrant, kick a guy in the head, yeah, get out. But in the heat of the moment, I think the fifteen yard penalty is enough. If you're throwing punches, yeah. you're out. If you if, if you're stomping on somebody with your cleats, you're out. If it's a hit that has to be reviewed, take the penalty and do not eject now, eject the kid. You get three targetings, two targetings. Okay, we can talk about that. But Second one, okay. It, it, it's, it's shit that happens in the heat of the moment. It's just like when you're working somewhere and you know you're not supposed to swear and you get shocked and the first thing you scream is, fuck! Yeah. It, it's just, it just happens. That doesn't mean that I'm a piece of garbage. It just means that I slipped up. Um, they lost their best wide receiver in that game, and that did not help them. But right. the bitch of it is, well, the good thing for Bama is he got ejected in the first half, so yeah. he gets to play this week, but... Um, I can I, I can probably get on board with that lock. My lock is going to be the Rams over the Jaguars. All right. I'm going to do something I've never done and I should never do, but it's got to happen eventually. The Lions are going to upset the Minnesota Vikings. I looked at that real hard for my upset. I don't know why I'm saying that. I have no business saying that. I'm not even going to be watching it. I'll be watching the Bengals game. I'll tell you why. Because the Vikings are this year's Jekyll and Hyde team in the NFL. One week, one week they look absolutely amazing, and the next week they are hammered dog shit. Whenever they do get their first win, it will be in Detroit, and this game just seems like that perfect spot to do it. Good enough. My upset this week, because I didn't have a better upset, but I feel like this can happen, and I don't lose points if it doesn't come through, so no big deal. Um, I got Denver over KC on Sunday night. All right. I like that. I don't know why. They don't need a reason. Gut feeling. It's still a thing. Good enough. Could happen. <laughs> it's still a thing. I had a gut feeling when I pushed that bet on Hard Rock Casino on Michigan Saturday. Didn't nice. tell anybody. That paid off. Did you tell Amy before right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. After the oh, game okay. was over. <laughs> After the game was over when I was dancing and yelling and screaming, I'm like, and I just won 71 bucks. Nice. And your fifth pick? My fifth one, I am going to take Oregon over Utah Friday night. All right. I didn't pick any of the college games because I figured we were going to. Pick I like to those. keep. I like to mix them up a little bit. Well, I I, I knew we were going to pick the college bowl, the championship games, so it's not a big deal. So Friday, December third, we have the Conference USA Championship game. Let's go, Mike and Greg. And these are just straight bonus points. Western Kentucky versus University of Texas at San Antonio. I know shit about any of these teams. UTSA is ranked 22nd, and they just had a eight-game win streak snapped on Saturday. Give me the underdog. You want Western Kentucky. Why not? Sounds cool. I'm going to go with uh, UTSA simply because I had two of their players on my college team where I finished a respectable fifth out of 10 for the sixth year in a row. <laughs> Started out 0-4. Yeah. 0-4, finished 6-1. I'm like, can we go like two more weeks? Because if we can go two more weeks, I got a shot at this shit. All right, and then uh, you picked Oregon. Yep. I'm going to pick. Man, I don't know. Utah beat the piss out of Oregon a couple weeks ago. Yep, Teams. it's tough to beat a team twice. It really is. 
Where's that game played at? Do you know? Couldn't tell you. No idea. The game is played in Las Vegas, Nevada at Allegiant Field. Hey, you picked Oregon. You know what? I'll go Utah. The Utes. Just because. It is hard to. Uh, we're not going to pick this game because you will refuse to pick this game. That's Correct. the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Big 12 Championship, Saturday at 12. We got Baylor, number eight, Baylor versus number seven, Oklahoma State. Oh, Baylor. Really? In the upset. I'm going OSU. Oklahoma State. Uh, I don't know why. I liked what I saw against uh, or, the uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma State. The Oklahoma State <laughs> University. Um, the Mountain West Championship game at 3 o'clock on Sunday, Saturday. This is the one everybody's waiting for, folks. Utah State versus San Diego State. San Diego State's ranked 21st. Give me the Aztecs. Same. San Diego, San Diego. San Diego. You, <laughs> I think it means Wales, Wales vagina. vagina. Uh, you have picked Georgia over Alabama. Yep. I am picking the same. Uh, the AAC championship, Cincinnati versus Houston. Could be a trap game. Give me Houston. Houston, just because you want to see the fucking... You, oh, just, it doesn't, you it, just you just want to see the chaos that Cincinnati losing. I just want to see mayhem. I think Cincinnati's going to roll in that one. Very possible. ACC championship, probably one of the most irrelevant conferences in college football right now, which breaks my heart to say. Number 18, Wake Forest versus number 17, Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh. Yep, that's who I got. Who does uh, Detroit pick if they get the number one pick this year? Because they're cruising for it. Who should they pick? I think they should pick Evan Neal out of Alabama, the tackle. But if not, Aiden Hutchinson. That's not a homer pick. I've been saying, well, I've been saying that guy out of Oregon all year. Thibodeau. But he's always hurt. He's always hurt. His injury report is like the Old Testament. I I didn't realize he was as hurt as much as he is because I don't see very many Oregon games. But I was reading about him and like he's always hurt. He's, he's never on the field. He was hurt against Utah. He was hurt against Ohio State. And you don't want to draft a guy that's injury prone. Yeah. I would I would take the tackle. Hutchinson is a goddamn animal. Can't argue that one bit. But they need another. They got to build that offensive line into a I will, I, force. And, a, and, a, and I, the way I look at it is if, if Detroit finishes with the number one pick, this isn't even a year that they can trade that pick for a shitload of draft picks because there's no – there's no Trevor Lawrence or Baker Mayfield or – and I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is torn up as a pro. I'm saying that he was coveted coming out of college. So Build your lines. Build yeah. your offense and defensive lines and then worry about everything else You've got the that. quarterback. You've got a young quarterback. I'm not even going to shit on Goff until he's got no. talent and weapons and protection. What was uh, what was the game I was watching the other night? They were talking – oh, it was, uh, it was Washington. It was yeah. a game last night. And they're talking about is Taylor, Taylor Heineke the guy? Should should we should they be giving him an op- opportunity? I wanted to jump through the TV. And Why go, would you not? I'm, and I wanted to go. Who have you had for the last ten years? Fucking nobody. This guy shows up and no, he's it feels not. like Washington's had more quarterbacks in Cleveland. They have had more starting quarterbacks in the last ten years than any other team. There you go. Um, Dwayne Haskins, anybody? He's winning. Um, he, he, how is this even a discussion? He's winning games. That, that's and that's what I'm getting at. And damn near beat the Buccaneers in the playoffs last year. Yeah. And did that was an Bucks, exciting game. And did beat the Bucks earlier this year. So it's a, in a in a in a game like this where you have such a hard time finding an NFL or a quarterback that's competent, 
Why are you talking about should we keep him? You have him. Until he shits the bed, I, I think I think that having Goff, who has proven very competent this year, in my opinion, with zero wide receivers. Zero. Zero. A very a, a shitty defense, so he's always behind. Yep. I, I, I can't I can't say go after a quarterback. I have no complaints about golf whatsoever because I mean you tell me to dig a trench but you give me a, a salad spoon to do it I mean I did that once it, you didn't Kevin did <laughs> oh no I was in the Marine Corps when that happened. oh yeah there you go <laughs> um uh, I'll reserve judgment until they actually get some pieces and fair enough to make them a legitimate NFL team All and right. it's gonna happen it's just gonna take time I agree all right. Well, people are probably sick of hearing about football on the top five for football week weekly podcast. Yes, but I do have to mention one thing. Go for it. Thanksgiving. Yeah. My wife and my niece put on the spread. We've never done this before. We've never not had go to her parents, go to our friend Joe Nicole's house. Like it's always been we go somewhere and Amy just pitches in and helps the night before or whatever. She did a feast from start to finish in absolutely killed it what does that do with football i'm just giving her thanks because you said we're getting away from football yeah Um, we um i just i had to mention it because she put on a spread that would have i mean there was four or five there was six of us eight of us with because the kids are home we're home um that had to i just had to mention it because she absolutely destroyed thanksgiving susan outdid herself here too feast of feasts well good good for you yeah Our, our thanksgiving was a little different mom was in the hospital um, she did get to come home on Saturday. Right. She came home late Saturday, so um, awesome. that worked out. But, uh, yeah, the the food here was just as good. So thank you, Amy, for cooking like such a nice meal. I'm sure Ryan would appreciate it, but he's he's too much of an ass to say so. <laughs> right, Phil? <laughs> Poor was, Ryan. We, he's such a fucking great guy. We didn't he is say so much awesome. on Saturday. We yelled a lot of stuff. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, a lot of shit has gone down since our last podcast. Yep, I went on an absolutely amazing four day trip. Yep, I went and saw Genesis in Charlotte. Yep. I saw the Panthers playing Charlotte. I got to see Cam Newton show us how awesome he is. He's back on the bench. Uh, did I did I send you that it's picture? So good. Yes. Oh, so Cam Newton to the bench. I'm back. Stop worrying about your hats um, and play football. Uh, I, I'm just going to touch on the concert real quick. First of all, that trip, I have not laughed that much in my entire life. We had me and Vinny and Jacob and Susan and Haley and Ash in a car to Savannah and then to Charlotte and back. And some of us might have been drinking on the road. Maybe. I I, I can't confirm it. There are Allegedly. no pictures. Uh, oh, my God. We laughed so fucking hard. If you guys are a fan of Genesis at all, and you have the ability or the opportunity to go see them, you have to take it because they were incredible. It's the Who's, best. Which members were there? The same ones from the, from the eighties. Yeah, the three. Yeah. Okay. No, no Peter Gabriel. No Steve Hackett. Steve Howe. Steve Hackett. Steve Hackett. I was, I was getting say confused. The baseball player. I was getting confused. Yeah. Steve Howe was with. Yes. Yeah, Steve Hackett was with Genesis. Actually, I think. Anyway, I think he might. One of them might have been with both. I had right. to. I got to brush up on that. It's okay. They were. It's the best concert I've ever seen. That's awesome. It was the best concert I've ever seen. The sound was incredible. The light show was amazing. They played all the right songs. Um, we we got a, a Airbnb uh, quote unquote 
it wasn't an Airbnb, but it was a um, an apartment complex that rents, that rents their apartments out. And we're standing on our balcony looking down the street, three blocks. There's the Spectrum Center. Oh, that's awesome. Right down here, right down to my right on the ground was the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Three blocks to the left was the football stadium. Wow. We we parked the car. We didn't get in it again until we came home. That's awesome. And we, we drank. We ate. We saw the concert. It was Spectrum. And let me tell you something about the Carolina Panthers football stadium not a huge carolina panthers fan right i i do root for them a little bit way back when they first came out because i was in, because i was in north carolina when they when they in 1996 that their first year i was in north carolina their stadium is absolutely fucking beautiful oh it looks like it it is incredible um that digital say, panther is sick yes that the di- digital the, panther, the digital is, panther is, is cool as hell did i send you the nine second video of me panning through the stadium and you, I go from looking at trees, I think so, to looking at skyscrapers, and I, I feel so. like I feel like I should be seeing Spider-Man swinging from the right. It was it was really cool to see a stadium or a football game in a stadium that I really had no vested interest, right? And to get to see a new stadium, gorgeous stadium, yeah, gorgeous. That's awesome. Loved it. I had so much fun. Good, good for you. Then I came home and got even fatter, eating Thanksgiving I mean, and drinking. Thanksgiving's all about. Ugh. I mean that's it. I've <laughs> I got a great job. I I, I shit is good. I'm I'm, I'm done. <laughs> well, I got a bag. I love it. We got some other news. Um, not not too much, but there's some pretty good stuff that's that's been going on. Uh, movie is filming now. Is Batgirl? It's actually filming. Comes out next year. And All right. J.K. Simmons is coming back as Commissioner Gordon. Brendan Fraser plays. Garfield Linz, who in the comics is known as Firefly, who's a villain. And Leslie Grace, I mean, I didn't know her at all, is playing Barbara Gordon, who's Batgirl. Um, I, I'm i kind of excited about this just because it's something new, something different. And J.K. Simmons is, is awesome. He's good in everything he's, awesome he's, in he's, everything everything he does. he's in. Um, he's got a funny little part in the new Ghostbusters movie, but I'll let you see that for yourself, which I've seen twice now, by the way. I, I want to go. I want to go see it. Very, Ryan very was beside himself. So good. Um, was he angry because Phil didn't get to see him with it? Was that why? He was yeah, he felt he was heartbroken because okay, he wasn't sitting next to him or on his lap. I got you. Um, I'm really excited for you to see this movie and get your thoughts on it because I can't even discuss it because there's too many stuff that can get spoiled. Um, it, it was it's just it's it's awesome. Went and saw the new Resident Evil movie yesterday. Um, it. F- Critics will probably call it a flop and, and hate it and everything, but fans, I can tell you as a long-time fan of this game series, that movie hit a home run because it followed the first two games very closely. Uh, the, the scenery it was right out of the game, it felt like. A lot of fun. It was a little less than two hours. Set up all the main all the main characters were in the game, or in the game were in the movie. They set up a great premise for the sequel. Whether that happens or not, who knows. Um but if you're a Resident Evil fan, you will love this movie, which is called Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City. A lot of fun. Um, the Hawkeye series is out now on Disney+. Plus. first two episodes were released last week. I did watch the first episode uh, with Dylan. Very cool, very fun. L- lighter than a lot of the other stuff that we've seen. But still, there's enough in there that, like, you know, they, they recreate a lot of the stuff that happened in the Avengers movie with the big battle, which was cool to see it from a different perspective. Um, 
looking forward just for the rest of the series to to come out and so and when does this series take place after Endgame, like okay. that this that that's all in the past um he is he is mr dad like he's hanging out with the kids it, it all starts with them takes place at christmas time they're out to dinner doing family stuff and then the other main character her her name is kate bishop what happens to get those two hooked up is very cool like it was like okay that's pretty freaking smart so far it's marvel so far so good i mean we're all gonna watch it yeah for sure it's on my list um it's not getting the views as much as like loki did but i mean that's understandable nothing is right now because it's thanksgiving weekend and all stuff like that um i did read a neat little article about that when they started to do this and they you know approached renner and everything he told them he says yeah i got no problem doing this he says but we're gonna film on my schedule yeah and they said what do you mean he says i'm a dad now um, I'm tired of filming and going home for two hours and then coming back. So we're going to do this on my schedule. Yep. Or it's not going to happen. To Disney's credit, they said we can get on board with that. Yeah, and it's because I read the same article and it, like, on one end you could think, man, what what a what a cocky dick. But he's he said he gave them the okay to recast him. He says if this if you need to if this doesn't work and you need to recast me, you can. It's okay. Go ahead. I but mean, I mean. Let's be honest. I'm glad they did it. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't cost them any more. They can work around his schedule. Oh, sure. I mean, you've got so many things that you've got to do. You can cater to your star. Yep. You don't. Don't tell me that Tom Cruise and Will Smith and all those guys don't get big catering uh, from a company that makes its money based on shit you do with your family. Right. To tell somebody you can't do shit with your family. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it, Kyle it, Mickey. I I love the character. Um, like I said, I've only seen one episode, so I'm not going to gush over it yet. But the 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 potential is there. The story seems like it's really cool, and how they team up, I guess, is the best way to put it. Looks really good. So awesome. We'll see. Um, Spider Man tickets are out on sale and already sold out. <laughs> like for the first weekend, that much whole open weekend, you pretty much can't get a ticket. And I wish I'd have known that. I, I wasn't even paying attention. Mondays when the tickets went on sale, they were released, and by the time I realized it later in the day on Monday, I'm like, "Oh, I'll go pick up a Friday or Saturday because I know Morgan wants to see it. She'll be home. Don't want to see it." And I'm like, "Hold," because I'm only seeing it in Dolby. Sold out all weekend, every show, morning, afternoon, night, sold out. So that's cool. I mean, that's good. Have you tried different theater? No, I'll wait. I mean, why would I? Right. But um, I mean we'll, we'll see it eventually. But it's I was I was blown away. I was genuinely surprised by that because it's the first movie since you know all the shit hit the fan that has come back that it's sold out like every day, every showing, all weekend. Well, this is a big one too, which is awesome. This this is a big one. Yeah, There's a, a lot one. of things that are supposedly happening in this movie that everybody. The hardest wants to part see. about this is going to be avoiding spoilers until we do get to see it because obviously this movie looks like it's going to have huge setup and. I'm guessing some huge surprises. Yeah, I think the only person not in this movie is Adam West. As far as we know. Yep. Could be. Um, <laughs> and along that same lines, depending on which article you read, it looks like we're getting three more movies with Tom Holland. It's not confirmed, but it's been talked about and said. So it's like, I who, depending on who you believe, but obviously you would be stupid they are not going to let that money train sit at the station stupid to not based on the ticket sales already for this movie 
Why Pro- would you not? Probably already made your money back. I mean, shit, they already basically came out and said, hey, look, the Sinister Six are in the trailer on TV. Yeah. Right there. Um, there was another goblin that came flying in that you can't really make out that did not have the robot shit on, which I hate, by the way, but Willem Dafoe is awesome. But it's so fast, like, you can't tell who it is. So, I don't know. Hopefully that's another version of them, the correct version, but we'll see. Super excited to see it. And the last two things, um, for people that play Call of Duty Warzone, they're finally changing their map after what feels like an eternity. They're finally changing the map on Warzone, which is a free-to-play game. But it's been the same map now since it came out, which I believe was well over a year ago. And okay. people have been screaming this for half a year. Like, okay, can we um, can we get something fresh? Well, they're finally doing it. So, And it's tying in with their... New game, which is Vanguard. No, you mean they're trying to get you to buy their game instead oh, yeah. of Battlefield? No. They can try, but it ain't working because people the, the, they are not selling what they expected to sell for this game. Um, but the map for Warzone, which is free, is set in the Pacific, which is pretty cool because their Vanguard game is obviously back to World War II again. It just doesn't look like World War II, but whatever. Um but on the flip side of that, Battlefield 2042 is out, and it is fun as shit. I will be buying it this weekend. Fun as shit. Um, it came out uh, a little over a week ago. I mean, I had the early access because I pre-ordered it, like a the junkie that I am for this game. They have, depending on what version you get, I mean, the extra stuff that comes out later next year, it's not like it's expensive to pick up whatever they're going to do, but... I pre-ordered the ultimate one, so everything that comes out next year I get for free. So it's just it's just there. It's done. The game is fun as hell. I will. I'll probably be buying this on Friday, which the, means by the time I get it installed, you will have moved on to play a new the game new game by Saturday. So new. No, I'm telling you, this game ain't going anywhere. This game. I mean, no, just you. Yes, because now I'm able to play it. Now this you're going to go play something yes, else. This game did put Outriders on the on the back sh- on the bench. But I will go back to it. But w- when you play it, you'll see it is. Oh, I'm sure. I've I've always wanted to. I've just never. It's a lot of fun. Um, you can play co-op missions, which is cool. Like you can play co-op with just if you want to play, not against other players and just play like co-op against bots to practice. You can. That's where I'll so be for a week it's or so. that there be. You'll pick it up faster than I think you give yourself credit for. It's it's just getting used to the guns and how they shoot and. The different ones that have different recoil and stuff. It's learning how to fly the vehicles, and so it's it's a lot of fun. It really is. The met, like you'll the note the difference between PS4 and PS5. When I played this for the first time, I was like, okay, I can see it now. Like, okay, this they crushed it with the maps and the detail and the graphics in this game are amazing. But Perfect. That's out. Um, totally worth getting. And that's it. That's all I got. Uh, and Michigan beat Ohio State, just follow, in case anybody wasn't sure. To follow that up, box office for this weekend. Now that we have a box office again, we can start doing it again. Yes. Uh, number one was Encanto. No surprise at all. Kids' movies are gold mines. It made $33 million. Uh, number two was Ghostbusters Afterlife. It made $29 million for a grand total of $87.5 million now. Nice. Number three was House. It is a perfect movie. Number three was House of Gucci. It made seventeen point eight for a grand total of twenty two. 
People love that shit for some reason. Encanto, Encanto has made 40. It made 33 this weekend for a total of 40. Um, Eternals is up to 150 million. It was number four. It made 9.5. Resident Evil this weekend made 6.345. Yep. For a total of 8.8, which is, in my opinion, pretty good because, like we said, there's a lot of people that didn't go see it because, like, I'm not getting fucked again because the other Resident Evil movies were just total trash. Not only that, there's only two showings at the theater. Yes. Uh, the AMC it, 20, which has 20 screens, only yeah. showed it twice. James was saying the same thing in Brandon, where they have 22 the- 20 theaters. Ghostbusters Afterlife was on 4,315 screens this weekend. Resident Evil was on 2,800. No, I will say that rightfully so. I, I, oh, of course. I, I'm not mad at of that course. at all. I mean, Well, if you come out the weekend Ghostbusters Afterlife comes out and it's as good as everybody says it is, it, you're probably not going to make a lot of money. But what's encouraging, what's encouraging is... It made six million over the weekend, and it made another two on Monday. Right. So that's on a Monday. Yeah, that's nice. That's good to see. Plus, I mean, when this comes out for digital, I, I oh, think it, it, it will pick up the majority of its money through digital and if uh, it's rent, if it's rentals. as good as what you say it is, and it's true to the game like you say it is, I'm I, I see forty five million. Put it this way, because it's not it's not on any streaming service. Obviously, my view of a good movie is not the same as everyone else's. The reason I say this is good is because it's faithful to the game, and that's all I've been asking for since the first abortion that came out that was called Resident Evil. This follows one and two. Like it made me want to go back and replay games one and two, because it's it's tough to remember the split between okay, this happened in the first one, this happened in the second one. Like the scene in the trailer where. The tanker truck flips and catches on fire in front of the cop station. That's like the beginning of game two, I believe. So they incorporated two things. All the characters are in it. Um, I have, I had no, I was glad I saw it. I'm like, okay. I feel, even if there's not a sequel, I feel much better that I got a good Resident Evil movie in that world. The mansion looks amazing, which is the big part of the first movie or first game. All right. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, no, I don't want. I want. I want where, come on, your website's so fucking slow. You don't have to look it up. It's all right. No, I want to. What are you looking up? I'm looking up what it gets on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh shit! I just want to see. I'm gonna guess forty-two. <laughs> forty-two on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, they hate movies like this. And their website's slow as shit. Yeah. All right. We all have all we all agree that the 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 tomato meter from the critics is garbage Horseshit. on that show. The audience scores a seventy. Okay, makes sense. What do you what do you what did you say it was? Forty two. Twenty eight. See, there you go. Fuck them. I completely agree, and I will go with fans' reaction every day over. I agree because reaction. you know you know what you know what makes another movie get made. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Asses in seats. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. All right. I don't have anything else. No? No. I mean, we can get to our list. Works for me. I'm I'm okay doing that. Um before we get into our list, which is I don't know, top rivalries in college football. Yeah. I I made a second very brief other list about the coolest trophies in college football. See when you when you pitched that idea to me, I was okay with it. My problem is is that ninety five percent of the trophies are in the Big Ten. 
on obvious not so it there, there are uh, dude i could have brought in a whole page of all there's there was probably no shortage of it's 70 trophies that teams play for. Well, like the granted, only... you're not going to know, you're not going to even know about them or, or hear about it. I know the Apple Cup between Washington and Washington the State. The Apple Cup. Um, but some of these, I'm just talking the specific trophy. Okay. And like I said, uh, we, we could do a whole list on, on trophies alone. <clears throat> Clearly, obviously, two of my favorites are the Paul Bunyan trophy that Michigan and Michigan State play for because the trophy itself is amazing. It's this giant, uh, he's probably three or four foot tall. Big enough you can put a fucking helmet on him. And they do. As long as it's not a Peyton Manning helmet. Wood carved Paul Bunyan with his chest out, hand, fists on his hips. I mean, it's just a badass trophy. It is. Uh, the, the little brown jug that's played between Michigan and Minnesota, those are the two ones that I'm biased for because the story of the little brown jug is so awesome. It started with shit talk. The rivalry started in 1892, but I guess the, the jug itself didn't happen until after that but basically back then teams had to bring their own water in these clay oven cooked massive jug like the old moonshine jug with the two little handles on the on the neck (coughs) they would bring up their fresh water in these jugs so michigan takes the train ride home they forgot one and obviously it's a big deal you know they don't have just a thousand coolers in the team semi back then so they Got a message to Minnesota and said, hey, we lost one of our jugs. Can you send it back? Minnesota then responds, if you want your jug, you can come win it back. And then that rivalry, that trophy was born. And Michigan did, I'm sure. And Michigan did. Um, they've had it the majority of the time, but Minnesota does have some big wins for it. But they keep track every year. There's a, there's the two M's, the Michigan M, the Minnesota M, and the score is hand-painted on the – the jug is a very cool trophy. Um. The Paul Bunyan axe between Wisconsin and Minnesota, which started in 1890, that axe is mat. That axe is probably seven feet tall. It feels like when the when they bust it out and the players are holding it. Yeah, linemen look small when they're carrying this axe. <laughs> it, it, it's so big. Um, the golden egg, obviously, the egg bowl, super cool. It's like this solid gold, massive egg on this cool looking trophy. I mean, and they've been playing for that since 1901, and of course. The most unoriginal name for a trophy is the War on I-4 trophy between USF and UCF. But it's still really cool because they really are just on I-4, both opposite them, ends of each both other. Both of them are right on I-4, yeah. Um, but there's there's so many, and if you're a college football fan, you already know this, that there's so many of the rivalry games that play for these trophies. Like there's the, I uh, can't remember the teams, because it was on the list. for They play for a spittoon. I think it's Michigan State and Indiana. It's just a old, literally an old, used spittoon that they're playing for. Um, it's just one of the many reasons that I love college football over the pros. Just there's so much tradition, and the trophies are cool as shit. Um, but we'll save the rest for my list. Fair enough. Just a little intro for the uh, our main list. How did you? rank the rivalries because i know what your number one is already i left mine off okay i i I got away from the obvious ones i left mine off too i put rivalries on here and what made my list are games that i did not miss growing up that i knew i wanted to watch that's what i did too well there you go that's what i did too uh i'll go okay uh my number one excuse me my number five that i wanted to see 
And the two reasons that I wanted to see it was because they were teams that I didn't get to see a lot of, but I also loved it because they both wear their home jerseys when they play it is USC, UCLA. Yeah. That was always a great football game Mm -hmm. in the 80s, in the 90s. Even lately, it's been a good football game because, I mean, when two shitty teams play, it's a good football game. Um, That's two extremely huge and storied franchises, colleges, whatever you want to call them. Um, I know it doesn't rank up there as in like – you know the the greatest rivalries ever, but it's two teams that play every year. It's two teams that have storied history. It, back then, it's always fun to watch when it was not the playoff. The playoff system is good, but there are there are some nice things that used to happen when it used to be the top twenty five. Completely, agree. you know what I mean. And and this game meant something because it determined lots of times basically kind of who won that conference. Yep. Uh, it was always just fun to watch that game. Yep. I can't disagree. I. I wish, almost wish, in a perfect world, the national championship would go away and it would just be broken down into regions. Because there's, like you said, there's 127 plus teams and you're going to try and whittle down the one best team out of all those when four of them play each other. It's impossible to do. Well, let's let's go to that for just a second. Like, we haven't talked enough college football. They changed, they went away from the, the AP and the coaches poll and got rid of it because they had a hard time making number one meet number two when there was a definitive number one and number two. Because if Michigan was number one and somebody else was number two, then they couldn't play each other in the game because Michigan had a contract with the Rose Bowl. Right. Um, they Then they started doing all this, that BCS with the quality wins and points and all that. You know what? That, what I think they should have done way back then was just said, here's the coaches' polls. Um, at the end of the season, after all the bowl games are played – you have one more game, and number one plays number two. Play, play your, play your rose bowls, play your orange bowls, play your sugar bowls. Forget this rotating thing. People said that for years. Just one more game. Just, just one more game. Just play because you, because you've done it now at this point. Yep. But that's gone and buried. Now they're talking about the playoff system. We had a little bit of a discussion of the thread today. Is it eight? Is it twelve? What's the perfect number? My personal opinion is, conference champions play each other. Round just not even a round robin. I don't and, and and you know what? Take the power five and take the the bowl five. Take take all ten champions. Is UTSA gonna beat Georgia? Probably not. But you know what? You deserve the right to be able to play. Put put them there, let them get on TV, help the recruiting. And you know what? Because I think that it sucks. The thing that was so bad about the coaches poll and the and the AP poll and then the one and two was that if you lost a game, you were done. Yep, you were basically done, especially if you lost a game in October. So now at this point, you could have a team that stumbled at the be- at the beginning of the year because their starting quarterback had a knee injury or a couple of bad bounces. But at the end of the year, they're on fire. Mm-hmm. Are they not the best team in the country? You you don't know that. Just take the ten ten teams, let them play. We're done with it. That's why I, I why I said what I said. Like I think twelve is perfect because then you get all the lock conference championships and you get a few more at large ones that. Those fringe teams, like like right now, everyone's saying Cincinnati's on the verge of they're in, they're out. You're not sure. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State absolutely deserves to play in the playoffs. Twelve teams to me is the right number. Eight obviously would be better, but than what it is now. But I think twelve, 127 teams, you can have twelve play. Like for the for, like right. I said, for God's sakes, Division two has 28 teams. Division three has 32. For the people, the for the people that are listening that don't know the intricacies of it. Yes, Mike's right. The the FCS, 
uh, in the the Division Three, they they have thirty two teams in a bracket, much like the NCAA basketball tournament does. Oh, it's. And, and it's, it's impressive. It, it is. The biggest difference is, is that their playoffs actually started two weeks ago. Right. And they don't have to worry about all these bowl commitments bullshit because of TV sure. rights. So they wanted to go to 12, and that was the talk that they had earlier in the year. And then July, they basically had it locked up until something reared its ugly head, and that was money. So because you have teams like the Big Ten and the Big 12 that are pr- primarily with Fox – and then you have the SEC that's CBS, and then you have the ACC that's ESPN, and the Pac-12 that's whatever, you're having a lot of issues about, well, wait a minute, how come, how come if Michigan plays Florida State, how come Fox doesn't get to have the game? So there, there, there's a lot of that issue going on. And my opinion is you do it just like the NFL does with the playoffs. We're going to have six games. Fox gets two, CBS gets two, ESPN gets two. You know, However, break it up, figure it out. Um, but uh, once again, like you said today, the lawyers are ruining it for all of us. That's what they do. Give us the ten. That's why let them play. Nice let it, let you know what. Play that shit out on the gridiron. It's the way it should be. It's the way it always should have been played. And for some reason, Division One A is the only level that never figured that out. I and also they're just now starting to figure it. I out. also think the other big reason, and they haven't said this, that they refuse to do that, is because if they do that your ranking system now becomes non-existent and it'll hurt early season games. Oh, I don't I don't think it will. I don't think it at will all. because I know if I'm see two games average I know Georgia Alabama is going to be a good game. I don't give a shit if it was 6 weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't I don't need you to tell me, "Oh, number 1 versus number 7." But if you do that where if you win the conference you're in, now the Tuesday night bowl selection committee goes away on ESPN and all the the updates, the rankings are out and it's it's garbage. Just give us the good product. More teams and more playoffs never made anything worse. They're worried more about the money they can put in their pocket by advertising for a two a two hour show to tell me which four teams are at the top. I already know which four teams are at the top. Yeah, it's stupid. All right. Um, so my number five was USC UCLA. All right. Um be- before I even stay my number five, I had to say that obviously recently this game has made a bigger difference for us, but that's Army Navy. Yeah, I watched it even before as a kid, but obviously when Dylan went in the Army, it, it got to be one of those things that we watch every year. Um, now, that, now that he's out of the Army now, officially at home, it's I will still watch that game the way we have been the past few years for you know because to me that is a football game that is centered on just an absolute celebration of the military, and it's awesome. I grew I, up. I grew up rooting for Army. Because my dad was in the army, right? And now I root navy. <laughs> and it's man, I know it'll never happen, but man, if, if the Marines had a football team and they could do something with those four academies playing each other, that would be so awesome. Well, the problem is the Marines. Now, the Marines are part of the Naval Academy. And imagine how badass those uniforms would be. Ugh. As good as they've made the infantry uniforms, the Marine uniforms—if they tied in their dress blue somehow—it it would. I mean, I know it'll never happen, but. It's it, it would be cool, but I just had to bring that. Yeah, game. because because the Marine Corps is not an actual department. I get it's, that. It sucks. But still, it would be nice for them to recognize it, but the the Navy will never ever take their thumb off top of the Marine Corps yeah. because it just it just is what it is. It, it would be neat to to recognize. I'm would just saying neat, it would be cool. It would be neat to allow them to have. And you can't do it because the rules won't allow it to. The Marines that are playing have a different uniform than the Navy or a different helmet, but, I mean, it is what it is. I'm just it's, saying it would be a, a cool 
The uh, best part of that football game is everything that happens around that football oh, 100%. game. Oh, 100%. When that, they're walking on the field, and it's just it's just a, it's great to that's watch. That's why the note I have here, it's just nothing but a day-long celebration of patriotism and football. Yeah. And it's perfect. It is. Um, but, all right, so my actual right, these are in no particular order. Okay. Because I watched them all. Mm-hmm. Iowa versus Iowa State. Um, and they do play for the Cyhawk Trophy. Yes. Cyclones, Hawkeyes, whatever. Um they started playing each other in 1894, which all, all of these rival ga- rivalry games that I'm going to tell you are damn near 100 years old or more. There's only one that's more recent, and I'll get to that one in a couple games. Good enough. The game that, in my number four, is the game that was always the must-watch game of the season, basically. And I hated watching the game because it was such a great game, but I hated both teams. And that was Oklahoma and Nebraska. Yeah, back, back I never they, watched that game. Oh, my God. I never did. Every year. Every year in the 80s and the 90s, one of those two teams was going to the was, was in contention for a damn championship. I can't tell you. Oh, I know wasn't Florida Barry State. Barry Switzer, one of the coaches. Wasn't he the coach Barry of Switzer was the head coach of Oklahoma. Yeah, and right. Norman Os, Norm Osborne. Tom. Tom Osborne. I want to say Green Norm Goblin. because the Green Goblin was out there beating <laughs> that ass. Tom Osborne was the head coach of Nebraska, and it was a boring ass game. It was wishbone versus wishbone, and it was it was literally pound each other in the mouth for three hours, in a non gay way. Old but, school Big Ten football. Yeah. Ask Ohio State how that feels. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I hated them both because yeah. it didn't matter. Well, I know that Florida State lost to Oklahoma, I think, three times in the in the Orange Bowl for a mm-hmm. national championship under Bobby, and I think they lost one to Nebraska at some point, too. I know they beat Nebraska for the first one. Isn't that the year they had Phillips at running back for Nebraska? The guy that was beating his girl? Yeah, but that they, But he they still got to play? I don't th- uh, against Florida State? Wrong time. Uh, it, it may, I, I don't Might know. Not. I I'm can't just, remember. I, no, that I, was later. That was later. Guess. But But still, it was just... And it was a game that was had no right. significance for where I grew up, but you still watched. You had to watch the whole thing, and it was always the Friday after Thanksgiving. Yep. Um, the next one, this one didn't happen till later. I mean, I I've been watching it for a while now, but it's uh, clearly I missed all of these games this year, but understandably so because we covered it for an hour and a half. With BYU versus Utah, it's nicknamed the Holy War. And that game is played, and it is violent. It is underrated. It's one of the hardest-hitting games that you'll watch all year long. They hate each other. Hate. And it is – it's always – Got some Mormon-on-Mormon Mormon violence going shit on. Shit gets out of hand. Like, there's always not, – not fights, but tie-ups and people having to be separated – it's a blast to watch that game. It's usually like eighty-seven to eighty-five. It's safe. It's <laughs> that's just one of those games you just sit down as not, not a fan of either team and, and just enjoy it because it's going to be violent and fun to watch. Yeah, and they play for the Beehive Boot. It's this giant, like high, like knee-high looking boot. I didn't really get the story behind the Beehive Boot itself, but. I saw the trophy. I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. And they started playing each other in 1896. That's quite a while. Right after, right? Was that before or after John Smith? <laughs> uh, number three for me is because of who it was and when it was was Texas Oklahoma. Yeah, it was always. It's always always has been. Mm-hmm. I, I know that I'm throwing out the regular ones, but remember, I no, remember, it's okay. Again, we grew up when. Like we said, when we were growing up, 
you only saw certain games, but mm-hmm. Texas Oklahoma was always on TV. Yep, it was always there. Yep, and Texas is back. I, they're they're back every other week, aren't they? <laughs> when we're back, Cowboys are back. Oh yeah, briefly. Cam is back on the bench. Yeah, on the bench. Like I said, um, this one I always watched every year. I was just enamored with it, with all the stuff that went on, especially when it was at your stadium, and that's Florida, Florida State. Um, and they play for the Florida Cup. This game didn't start until 1958. That's and correct. And that surprised me because I thought this game, this rivalry, like the other ones, would have been around forever, but it's relatively new compared to everyone else. Well, Florida State was a was an all-girl school yeah, for, for which, a long time. And that was one of the first lead-ins yep. for the story behind and I was, I never knew that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that that's just a game that I always watched every year. I like the helmets for both. I like the entrance with the horse. I mean, there was just – and, again, they were always a national contention anyway, so there was always a lot of stakes in that game, and it was just always a lot of fun to watch, and I watched it every year. Well, obviously you don't have Ohio State Michigan on yours. I, I obviously do I, not. I do not have Florida-Florida State on mine, but mine is a little bit more complicated because mine is Florida-Florida State-Miami. Right. Because there used to be a time when my when Florida wasn't a bunch of pussies. Sorry, sorry, James. And they would actually make room to play Miami. Right. And the winner was state champion. Mm-hmm. Which this year we don't have one because Florida State beat Miami and Florida beat Florida. So right. Florida State. But 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 those three teams throughout the eighties and nineties, one of them was always one of them was always in contention for a for a for a national championship. Between Florida, Florida State, and Miami, and they could either one of this it could always knock the other one off. So yes, that was always a big game, and yep. it was. I never missed that game. I'd watch it every year. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yep. weekend, it, it, and you That's know what? It's week. not yeah, not quite what it used to be. The game this year was super fucking boring. Mm-hmm. Um, it was close though. It was close. It, it was closer probably than it should have been. Was it three points? Yeah, it was 21-24. Florida State, I mean, they gave it away. They, they made a couple stupid mistakes. It is what it is. Florida is a better football team than Florida State this year. Florida State's on their way back, but it takes some time. In the games I've seen, I like their quarterback. Yeah, Jordan Travis, he got hurt in the first quarter, which really okay, put him behind the ball, put him behind the ball, but or eight ball. But um my number two is you're gonna laugh at me, is Mississippi and Mississippi State. I'm not gonna laugh. It's at the you. Egg Bowl. They were both awful all Shit, the time. I had, I had their trophy on right? that little list. They they were both awful all the time. But for some reason, I was always watching the game because I feel like it was on Friday night after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It was and it would be on ESPN, and that's who you had to watch. And I, I, I it was always a good game. Yeah, I remember watching. I remember watching them. Ninety nine percent of the time, they were playing in snow, which was so much fun when I was a kid to watch a snow game because I'd right. very little snow experience, but. I, <laughs> It's fun for a while. Yeah, that much. Then it gets cold as it's, shit. It, it's fun. It's fun until about the second quarter, third quarter, when the adrenaline starts to settle down, and then the, the hits start registering from your neck to your toes. Yes. Um, but when it starts off, it's fun. Be like one of those Mickey Mouse or Goofy cartoons when you're frozen solid and you get hit and you just shatter into a million shards of ice. It's like when you hit a bat in colder weather. Not solid. It just hurts your hand. It vibrates all the way up to your shoulders. Oh, that's exactly what it feels like. Fuck that. I always like playing in the rain, over the snow. The snow, it it can be fun, but that shit hurts. Give me a warm, muggy thunderstorm type. Yeah, I I, I love that. Understood. 
the next one is uh, still a super popular game is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah, I got that on my list. Um, it's, I mean, the, they play for the Bedlam Bell Trophy. Obviously, it's that that started in 1904, which I what it, they were probably playing this game on the Oregon Trail. Let's be honest. Lewis and Clark were the first officials. <laughs> yeah, um, Pocahontas was first cheerleader. Um, yeah, it's just it's always a fun game, and it's I mean. Bedlam is a pretty good nickname because it a lot of times it is a little crazy. And I remember one year when um, it's, I'm terrible with this, but the Oklahoma State was wearing their black uniforms and there was a receiver that just went off, ended up going to the pros. I'm terrible at years and all that stuff. Rashawn Woods. Um, He's really tall. Des Bright, Rashawn Woods. Could have been. About 15 years ago? Uh, probably, a little, probably a little sooner, more recent, but... It was uh, there's just always something happens in that game and it would get close and oh, it was just fun to watch. Blackman, Justin Blackman. Blackman is who it was. Absolutely was. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just it was always one of those fun games to watch. Funny story about um, Oklahoma Oklahoma State football game. Uh, I'm very fortunate that my in laws are awesome. My my mother in law and father in law are great. Um, it, but because you always feel weird coming into the situation like I came into to meet them and everything. You know, Susan had had a husband. He died. Mm -hmm. And we got together, and you just, they lived in Massachusetts, so I didn't get to spend a lot of time with them like I do now. So I always felt just kind of awkward around them. We went to visit them one year for, for Thanksgiving. We went up to Massachusetts. Susan wanted to go up there, and we took Jacob with us. And uh, that Friday night after Thanksgiving, her father and I sat down in their basement and watched Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. And it was one of the years where it was it was it was about ten years ago, so it was it was a highly contested game. Yeah. And that was the first time that we ever like really bonded. Like we talked about like important stuff and you know, like almost kind of, you know, like let's hug it out, you know, that type mm -hmm. of it was so that's all awesome. that's on my list. It it didn't make it because of these others. I, I I had it there because I didn't know if we were gonna like double up. Yep. But it would it was it's a it's a big one up there. Yeah, it's it's a cool one, and it's you know it's it it's always a big one. And every that year. was one hell of a game on Saturday night. It was one hell of a game. Totally missed it. I was drunk in a pool. I don't blame you. You can go back and watch it. Go blue. Yeah. <laughs> All right. My number one because of where I grew up. This was a huge massive game <clears throat> and it's still a huge massive game unfortunately both teams are not always as good as they used to be and that's the biggest cocktail party in the world at florida georgia and i watched this game for two, i knew you'd have that so i watched I this game for there. two reasons as a kid for georgia to win and florida to lose <laughs> yeah yeah it's that, that's a great name it, it's it's so cool that that that's what it's called it's just it's just another example of just cool rivalries and cool shit that college football does. And this was a game that people hated a lot, and the reason that they hated it was because both of these teams constantly in contention for a national championship. Right. Throughout all those years with Spurrier, and uh, even before that when they had uh, Bell, uh, uh, oh, Kerwin... Shit, when Stafford was a quarterback. Yeah, it, it's it's been like that for years, Yep, and it's just... Uh, it's lost a lot of its pomp and circumstance because they have not been on the same level as each other for the last 15 years. You know, either one's really good and one's really bad, usually. But um, I've never been to one of them. I would like to go just to see it and be a part of it. But, um, I mean, yeah. that's, it's, that's, that, that game always has national title contention. I can't fault you there. Um, my last one, which... I mean, this is a no-brainer, and again, I, I, 
I hate that I missed it, but it was totally worth it, and that's Oregon versus Oregon State. They started playing in 1894. This was called the Civil War until in the year 2020, the year pussies grew everywhere, they decided to drop the Civil War moniker because they didn't feel it was appropriate. Suck a dick. It's still called the Civil War to me. It should be. What a great name. Oh, yeah. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State, same thing. People will still refer to that as the Civil War because it's in the same state. It makes sense. It's not offensive. It's just, it's a game. But when I read that, I'm like, you've got it. Like, I don't even care. Like, it'll, people are always going to refer to that as the Civil War. Um, Always a fun game. It, it's, it, this year was a little bit lopsided. The in state rivalry games are always entertaining. Never matters what the record is. And it's always important. Look at Alabama Auburn. Every year. Yep. Now, that I, I have that on my paper here because it's become such a good game in the last 15, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But there was a long time where that game was not good because Bama was really good, then not good. Um, but even the you've got the years over the last 10 years, 15 years with Saban's been there. Even when Auburn is average, it's still they're still knocking them off or they're going to the national championship. It's the, 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 the state rivalry games are always fantastic. Yep. I o- think always will be. Yeah, uh, dude, the North Carolina North Carolina State game the other night was was a great football. I've game. watched that one a few times and it was it was pretty good. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's it. That's all I got. But yeah, yes, we're, we're, we're an hour. We're an hour forty five. Big big football week. Well, so it had, it's it's Thanksgiving weekend. Shit had to be talked. Three about. things happen on Thanksgiving: turkey, alcohol, and football. Right. Yep. Especially so, when you have friends in from out of town, then it gets to be. Alcohol. Who'd you have in town? Football. Some guy named Ryan. Oh, I thought you said you had friends Stephanie. in town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Phil, those are all for you, buddy, because you can't get him in on the air. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I mean, he could if he'd ever answer his phone. <laughs> we. Uh, it looks like we might do something different in lieu of a uh, care package uh, for the holidays. Uh, super fan Phil Eddie f- found something today. I'm going to look into it. Great idea. I'll have an. I'll have a, a, a better answer on that next week. Um, instead of a care package, uh, I'm going to probably make a donation through the podcast, but I'll have that set up by next week. Yeah. If you'd like to listen to any of our Patreon stuff, you can subscribe over at patreon.com. Uh, look us up. We have several tiers. We throw a little bit of something up there every week. We're a little behind right now, obviously, but we got um, you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that family shit going on. You can catch us at YouTube if you'd like to watch us instead of listening to us. You should. I got a badass The Big House shirt on today. And my dope ass Carolina Panthers salute to service hat. I'm not a Panthers fan, but I was at the game and it was salutes to service, so yeah, it matters. They're cool colors. It works. I mean, just look at my hockey team. Right. They look just like the trash pandas colors. That's true. Right. Um. That's it. Oh, you know what? We do have an email from Brock. I don't think we do. Yes, we do. I looked. I did not see it. We. Have- oh, it's already red. That's why I didn't see it. Yeah. Holy shit. All right. Well, let's just burn through it. Yeah. Mike and Greg, long time no talk. Finally back to listening to the podcaster for after my self-allowed paternity leave. Good for him. Congratulations. Finally all caught up. So you guys will be getting four episodes worth of facts all at once. Epito- and it's short, I assure you. Episode 126. Gary Bettman is a gutless, corrupt, hypocritical <laughs> pussy. Fact, Mike. <laughs> Although you did forget to add that he also has a bad case of little man syndrome. I commend you for for bringing that up. 
Uh, episode 127, Greg said that Jameis Winston's senior season was the first year of college football playoffs. That is true. The 2014-15 season was the first year for the college football playoff. That was their infamous loss to the Ducks. Quack, quack. Uh, number two, Jamar Chase has won two or three Player of the Week award. Fact, Mike, he has won the Offensive Player of the Week once and Offensive Rookie of the Week twice. And speaking of awards, Aiden Hutchinson got Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year and Defensive Lineman of the Year. He should have. Just saying. Fuck Ohio. Uh, three of the longest tenures NFL coaches are Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, and Mike Tomlin. I think we got that right. Uh, the original Dune movie came out in 1984. I think we had that right as well. Episode 128, you guys speculated that Mo Sider's salary was in the range of three hundred to 400000 His actual salary is nine hundred and twenty-five, with additional performance bonuses worth up to eight hundred and fifty. He is underpaid. Um, I searched but was unable to find out how many cameras are used specifically for the grading the NFL referees. Greg said 13 or 14, so that's TBD. That, that, that info was coming from a guy who actually served as a replacement official during that debacle a couple years ago. Yeah. True story, he did a 49ers game and made a call, and Harbaugh was so mad at him. John Har- Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. was so mad at Jim Harbaugh, Michigan, yeah, was so mad at him that as he was screaming at him behind him, he spit on his neck. Nice. <laughs> Got to let him know you're there. Uh, number three, haven't heard from you in a month, Brock. I had, well, my wife and had a kid, Greg. <laughs> Congratulations again. You know what? I don't want any bullshit. I don't want any bullshit. Excuses are like assholes, Excuses. Brock. That's Everyone's right. got one. Some of them stink. That's right. Right? Or bleached. One hey. of the two. Hey, I had kids like 25 years ago. I went to work this week. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 129, Greg guessed that the big house was originally built in 1934. It was, in fact, built in 1927. Number two, you guys think the most important piece of a college football team is either the head coach or the quarterback. I think the argument can be made that the strength and conditioning coach should also be in that conversation. I 100% agree. Um, and that's that's it from Brock. It says it was great to get caught up on the podcast last week. Looking forward to getting back to weekly fact checks moving forward. As always, Brock McKee. I would like to corrections point, department. I would like to point out that when we said we feel the head coach or the quarterback is the most important, um, we don't want your opinions, Brock. We just want you to check the facts, okay, buddy? Yeah, you just settle the fuck down, do yeah. your job. Yeah, don't don't act like you've got a voice on this platform. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking harsh. Yeah, I'm just kidding, dude. Is. Enjoy your new kid. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, we'll be back next week. Go blue, beat Iowa, and don't be a Buckeye. Close enough. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in a litter box. <laughs> All right. Good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know, whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.